we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hello and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. I am Josh and I'm here with a cold recovering Brandon. Yeah, do I do I sound like a haggard Premier League manager <laughs> on the sidelines just like yelling at my really poor defensive lineup? Yeah, you sound a little bit like a, like Steve Bruce maybe. I'm not actually yeah. sure if Steve Bruce even has a haggard voice or if he just seems like he'd have a really haggard voice. I think his voice is it's like normal, right? Now, now, to me, Steve Bruce probably has a really high-pitched, whiny voice. <laughs> uh, we no, heard I, him yelling on the sidelines, actually. There's that yeah, yelling at uh, yeah, Yelovich, right? <laughs> yellow, yellow. <laughs> and then Robbie. Robbie. Well, I'll tell you what, Josh. A lot has happened over the course of the last few days. We had a, uh, we had a failed attempt to record this episode. That's true. Uh, then I got very sick. <laughs> That's true. I had um, a lot of I had a lot of fever dreams as well, which uh, I think it was all fortuitous because uh, the fever dreams I have I think will benefit us <laughs> as we go through this episode. Talked with the shaman, sort of like uh, like like Wayne in Wayne's World too, right? He like went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was actually, exactly. It was Jim Morrison actually who you talked to. <laughs> 
No, it was a it was a buck naked Emmanuel Adebayor that I saw walking <laughs> through the desert. So we it's we're recording this uh, a little later in the week than usual. Uh, the, we've seen uh, two um, we've seen two uh, League Cup semifinals take place, uh, slightly controversial um, and uh, certainly an important one from a fantasy perspective in the uh, the Man City Everton match. I suppose they both are and. Um, we also know uh, what teams are not going to be playing in Game Week 27 now, which is the League Cup final. Uh, so lots to talk about, lots to uh, lots, lots to recap. I think we'll because we're, because it's coming a little later in the week. Uh, I think we're going to focus less on the recap and more on the uh, the looking forward. Uh, I'm curious to see how my voice is going to sound by the end of this. I mean, you, you know, usually we go for about three hours, so. Yep. We'll see if well, I even have a voice at the end of the. See, talk. this is I, I'm taking over the hosting duties today, and so I'm going to make this a, a tight. Hour and hour and five minutes. I'm going to keep it under an hour and five minutes. That's that's. I my know. I'm, I'm such a, a slack host. I I let you get away with murder. I don't <laughs> expect you to to let me do the same. Exactly. So uh, so let's let's get right into it. Uh, first off, there is a question from from uh, El Magico who asks uh, captaincy for game week 24. Leave it on Aguero, or do you like any other strong option? And uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going I'm to talk for both of us here, Brandon, just to make it easy and say, Please just do. captain, just captain Aguero, just captain Aguero, keep captain Aguero. As long as he's healthy, you should be captain Aguero. If you don't have Aguero, you should bring him in. And the reason this question is at the top of the podcast is because this is the last time I want to talk about Sergio Aguero for the rest of the podcast. Every okay, single podcast spends particular reason. Well, I just feel like you know there are there are a fair amount of. A soccer podcast out there, Premier League or fantasy or anything, and all they're doing is talking about Sergio Aguero for 30, 40, 50 minutes at a time. And even the podcasts that are just like Sergio Aguero fan podcasts, even those, those are the worst offenders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I just think that it's nice to, uh, why don't we talk about things that don't involve Sergio Aguero? And so I don't even want to use his name for the rest of this podcast. I think we should go with something really basic, I, like, like John Doe. Like Shanto. a good flat, yeah, like like a missing person, right? Just a, like a simple, generic name, like like John Doe. Um, so if if if, either, if you catch me saying Aguero, or if I catch you saying Aguero, I'm going to correct you right away. We'll try to remove it from the podcast. Uh, he's a great player. He's having he's having a, he's having a great run. They have great fixtures coming up. Even though they're off in game week 27. Just, just bring him in and captain him, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's. Let's let's quit like making this game so hard on ourselves. Yeah, I know it, it does spoil a little bit of the fun that we've been having over the last couple of months. Of, well, yeah. a fun is the wrong word to use because I think most of us will continually make the incorrect captaincy choice. But I, now yeah, that Aguero's I, back firing, it's. It's an easy cut yeah. and dry decision. I'm we know it's not going to last, so there's no point getting too depressed about it. I mean, he's going to last like two or three more weeks, right? And then he's going to get a muscle injury and be out for like two months. I mean, this he's is going to trip trip on an exposed <laughs> sprinkler head. Yeah, it he, like yeah, we've seen through five seasons in the Premier League that the, the guy can't stay healthy. So just enjoy this little run of six seven weeks with your. Thirty-seven million dollar player, or whatever his value is up to now, <laughs> and uh, and then just and just move on. Um, so there we go. No more Aguero. The rest of the podcast, or, or John Doe, if you like. Brandon, how was your mini week? How was your game week? Uh, I can't complain. I mean, thanks to John Doe uh, being an excellent captain choice, <laughs> I ended up scoring sixty-five points. And let's let's take it all the way back to last week's episode of Always Cheating, where I gave the hard sell 
on Jordan Henderson. I gave it such a hard sell that you almost started recoiling at how strident I was, um, which which made me very pleased that Henderson actually picked up a goal. So yeah. there I got seven points from him, 13 points from Deli Ali, and uh, a goal from Harry Kane. The biggest disappointment for me was actually the defense. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Eric Dyer subbed off in the 55th minute, so I'm not even going to get two points from him. I ended up with, with one. And then David De Gea foiled at the death by Charlie Austin, who we'll actually come to later in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, one of the winter uh, transfer window signings we're talking about. So on the whole, I have to be happy with that. It brings my total overall points to an even 1,200. And uh, I've cracked the top 500,000. So excellent, yeah, m- making your way up. I I had an a I had an okay, but it was, I don't know. I, it was an it was a good game week. It was as good a game week as you could have if you didn't have um, if you didn't have Aguero or a Gallo, I suppose. Um, and oh, I already said his name. Uh, John Doe, bite your tongue. <laughs> John Doe. We need to come uh, up with a, a catchier nickname, snappier name than that. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, what do you think? What could we go with? Uh, slappy. Um, well, we, we slash we, something. <laughs> slash. Yeah. Well, it's like the it's like the haircut he has. It's kind of got like a slash lightning bolt in his hair there. Yeah. All but, right. We'll go with we'll go with slash in tribute to uh, our, my second favorite member of Guns N' Roses. After yeah. Duff. Fair enough. After Duff, I, I get, of course. I, I was going to say yeah, Duff I, too. I, it goes Duff slash Mike Axel in that order. I think those are really the four. It's That's the, the only four. way, right? Yeah. It's, not, it's not like the Beatles. Everyone has their own. It's a never, Everyone loves Duff the most. Everyone yep. loves Slash second most. Very much like the Star Wars franchise. We can all rank in order. Like, there's no argument. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Sla- slash it is. So, so you're without <laughs> Slash in Game Week 23. So it was, it was a pretty solid Game Week. I mean, I, I did Captain Lukaku like almost everyone who didn't Captain Aguero did. Uh, worked out terribly. He had not really a poor game. He missed a million opportunities, and he spent the whole game with his face, like his hands in his face, basically. And really, just he's he's in awful form. And it was a reminder that this is unlike every fantasy season that I've played in. This is a season where um, you know I really feel like um, form just trumps fixtures again and again and again and again. And uh, you know we we saw it. I mean he's he's not in good form, and it just it's not happening. And uh, without a doubt, I mean we we know he's the ultimate fantasy troll, and his bandwagon just went too far, too fast, and it was bound to come crashing down. But I mean, yeah. are, 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 we may be getting to this later in the pod, but are we considering uh, dropping Lukaku? I think you you could consider it. Uh, I mean, I think that um, you know if you had the transfers, I mean, I, you wouldn't want to do it this game week. I don't think. Uh, I mean, they are home to Newcastle. Uh, seems seems a risky proposition. Not to. I mean, like you know, just not having a uh, not having an Everton. I mean, Everton certainly on their day are capable of scoring three or four. Goals. Right. Like 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 as you say, uh, Lukaku had his chances. Uh, he had his chances uh, in week twenty three. He just didn't put them away. Yeah, and so Ross Barkley scored in the League Cup, which was encouraging. Um, he did not score, however, in the. Uh, uh, in the I, I actually brought him in for the for this. I, I brought him in for it was like a two week punt, basically. I'm planning to bring him in for the. I, I plan to bring him in for the Swansea game, and the Newcastle game, and then and bring him probably right back out. Um, which I'll definitely do now because they're not playing on Game Week 27. You know, it seemed like the right move at the time. I dropped KDB, which I guess seems a little prescient now. It sort of takes the pressure off me to have to do that this week. And, Absolutely. Uh, that was yeah. one of my fever dreams. Yeah. But getting getting two points from Barkley and then two points from uh, 
from Lukaku was uh, hugely disappointing. Um, and I knew that Barkley was a little bit of a punt to begin with because he's really he's out of form as well. But it just, you know, I don't know. I, I was have, in the mood for a punt. I kind of I talked myself out of Firmino. Yeah, have um, you, did I contribute to that at all? I, I, I hate to say. Well, I, I guess so. I mean, because I was very seriously thinking about it a couple weeks ago, and you were like, "Get serious! You cannot do that." <laughs> but, and, but honestly, I mean, he he's been such a flaky player all season, and uh, hindsight, I guess, is twenty twenty. But yeah. who could have predicted that his form was actually going to stick this time around? Yeah, and, and there's everyone, still no telling if it, it if it will. Everyone scores four goals against Newcastle, unless you're John Doe or Slash. Yeah. Unless you're Slash, then you score five. So I, I still had a pretty good game week. I guess I was a, like I think it was a fifty-eight. Yeah. On the game week, which is which is okay. You know, average, like was, average haul was forty-three. So you're doing well. Yeah, I had a had a green arrow three weeks in a row. But uh, yeah, I you know obviously could have been a lot better. And not having a not having slash uh, really really killed me. So let's move on to the mini league. The always cheating I, I, mini league is really not uh, doesn't very impressive. I, I I feel like there's got to be a better phrase for mini league. I guess personal league, <laughs> home league, something like that. Mini. It sounds too quaint. Mini league. I agree. It's the Hail Cheaters Super League. <laughs> yeah, it's, from now on, let's call it the Hail Cheaters Super League. Yeah. And hey, if, if you're a new listener to the podcast and you want to join our Hail Cheaters Super League, yeah. you can still find the league code at our website, alwayscheating.com. Yeah, that's S-U-P-E-R-L-I-G, like the, like the Turkish Super League. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, <laughs> that's, that's not a mistake either. So okay, so let's, the the top of the league. Here's the top ten, and I I have a bone to pick with myself, Brandon, because oh, in you're, you're in, such a harsh critic of yourself, John. I am. I, this is true. Um, in the last podcast, I really mangled the name uh, Owen. Our in first place is uh, Owen O'Keefe, spelled E O G H A N, and I called him Egan O'Keefe. Uh, because I am an ugly American who has clearly not traveled the world well enough to know how to pronounce people's names correctly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you're truly an idiot. <laughs> so, uh, and I, 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 I was so embarrassed for you. I didn't even correct you when you said it that way. I'm just, for, I'm lucky that it wasn't uh, Siobhan O'Keefe because I think that would have really, that would have been a tough one. Uh, <laughs> e- Egan's, Egan Owens and Shaban Siobhan are really the, the two that I really struggle with, the two Irish names. So, sorry, Owen. Congratulations. Still number yeah. one. Still number one. Still kicking around up there at the top spot. Yeah. Like Leicester City, this guy. It's an impressive top ten. I mean, just in terms of the, the points hauls from all these all these players. So, he's he's in first, still held on, holding on to first uh, with 76 points this game week. Um, have a, a new second and third, which is uh, Sean Kamiski's Take a Load Off Mane and uh, Sushant, our, our boy, Sushant Garg's uh, right, Pinky, Sushant. And, Pinky and De Bruyne. I wonder if he's going to have to change that now with uh, with De Bruyne out for yeah, 10 Yeah, now, now that he's out of the picture, you need a, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's such a good team name, though. I hate to lose it. That is true. That is true. I mean, one uh, year you actually, your team name was, uh, uh, it was Zlatan and PK Forever. Wasn't that, wasn't that right? Yeah, after this amazing photo of Zlatan and PK, it's, it must be a trick of the light or the camera angle or something. It looks like they are holding each other, like on top of a car, and uh, it's just a beautiful photo. It's really incredible, and they both have these like, like these like totally um, like sequiny kind of like um, like Very diesel sure. diesel jeans, circle two thousand ten, something like that. But neither of these guys play in the Premier League, and I feel like that was. Within your limits, so 
So come on, yeah. go with De Bruyne. <laughs> Keep it going. Uh, so uh, William C.'s triple captain is already game week one, dropped down to fourth. Uh, Muhammad Al-Kiasi's uh, Keep Calm and Clem Up is in fifth. Uh, Colin Bothwell, our, our our pal, is down to uh, sixth sixth place. He keeps and slipping. Colin does. He's but, he's doing fine. I would yeah. I would happily take uh, sixth place in the always cheating Super League. <laughs> uh, Cal- Calvin Chan is in seventh uh, with uh, Turbo Covers Rogers. Uh, Keddie Brunvold in uh, eighth. Ron Kane in ninth with Gutfeel and uh, Fabio Borges, son of the great uh, writer and poet Borges. Yeah, is, incredible uh, is, writer. Yeah, I mean, what a son too. I mean, to uh, yeah, passed to, on his just, love of uh, the fantasy Premier League to Fabio, and yeah, he uh, probably took him to some River Plate games back in the day. And uh-huh. uh, so, uh, cliches, clean sheets. Uh, Fabio Borges, they are in tenth uh, place. So and, a little bit, a little bit of movement. Uh, actually, a fairly unchanged top ten in general. And, and the name cliches, clean sheets is looking pretty safe uh, with Kolarov out of the picture with a muscle injury. That is that's true. Looking good for old uh, old Gale cliche. All right, so Brandon, let's get to the game week twenty three review. Let's 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 make this quick because uh, it feels it feels very long ago already. Oh, it really does. So much has happened uh, from from the uh, midweek cup fixtures to uh, looking ahead to the FA Cup games this weekend. So but yeah, yeah. Just so quickly, uh, a couple a couple things worth talking about here. A couple a couple a couple review topics. A couple hot topics. Uh, first one. Uh, so interesting match, Norwich Liverpool five to four. Extraordinary, extraordinary match. Yeah, uh, like one of those amazing, terrible matches. Uh, I know it's exciting if my wife uh, is actually paying attention, uh-huh. uh, which 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 she was at the end. She kept saying, "What is happening? What is happening here?" <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um, so in- fascinating match, but uh, kind of a dud from a fantasy perspective. Outside of outside of Firmino, I think. Um, I mean, I think we learned some things from this match. Um, that Firmino was probably, I, I, you know, Firmino's like still actually a little too expensive in some ways. Right. Um, to, he's not. I mean, he's he's a differential for sure, but I, I, there's not a lot of value there necessarily. Yeah, it, the jury is still out. Like I, I still do believe that. I mean, he's coming into some form, but he's been enough of a flake this season that I, I still need to see more for my for my own benefit. Yeah, uh, seven point nine. It, it's it's a bit rich when, it's, when it's, we're looking at guys like Dimitri Payet at eight point one. It's yeah, exactly. It's it's a little high, but you know the thing is with with KDB now injured for what looks like about ten weeks, uh, according to him. Um, you know, someone like Firmino really does stick out. I mean, you were, it's going to shake the template up for sure. I mean, maybe the template in some ways is already getting shaken up because KDB was so was so disappointing. But you know, his ownership level—not to not to get too down the De Bruyne road already—but his ownership is still at over twenty percent. Yeah. Um, so a lot of managers are going to be looking to uh, to bring in somebody, and that's not necessarily something that people were thinking about uh, going into this weekend. Because if you still, you know, if you still held. Um, uh, De Bruyne, you you, know, you had him for uh, away to Sunderland, home to Leicester. Those aren't fixtures you want to drop him for necessarily. Yeah, and the more casual manager, now that they see that De Bruyne has been flagged as red in the FPL game, his price is going to start dropping uh, rather quickly. Yeah, and I wonder if it already had going into this week. I think it. Yeah, it's already dropped uh, one tenth. So went from ten point eight to ten point seven. So uh, yeah, it probably you know given that the game week doesn't start until next Tuesday, I'm sure he'll drop two two more tenths uh, by the time the game week starts. Yeah, uh, but so, I, I agree uh, as far as this game four to four to five nine total goals. You've got eight different goal scorers. 
Um, so it's hard to say who actually got it right, un- unless you're a Firmino owner. Like so I, ha- I happily brought in Jordan Henderson, but I'm only getting seven points from this game. So let's let's take this like each team. Let's go one team at a time for a second here. Okay. Uh, so we, we here's what we know. We know that uh, Liverpool's defenders are hugely disappointed, including Mister Winner of the Underlying Stats category himself, Alberto Moreno, who yes. still, <laughs> despite everyone feeling you know, including me, feeling like he's a great fantasy option, still has exactly one assist and four clean sheets on the season, and we are through twenty three weeks. Uh, one, 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 uh, no, I'm sorry, one, one, two, and one in the last four game weeks D- did pick up the couple clean sheets in a row, but he had a yellow card in one of them. So he didn't even pick up the bonus points and then one, one, one before that. Yeah. It's it, the, the, you know, the, 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 it's the central defense is really a problem because you have, um, you know, Martin Skirtle who's been injured. Dijon Lover and has been coming back from injury. Sacco has been come back from an injury. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Calker, who isn't. I'm not even sure why they brought him in because he's playing between like one and three minutes a match. It's right a strange now. one, and he doesn't yeah. even seem like a Jurgen Klopp type of player. Like he brought Kalker in for for a, a long term. It's a weird strategy. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the the career of Kalker is just it's it's kind of sad to watch. It feels like it's all downhill. I mean, that guy was capped for England, not you know not so long ago, and you know yeah. really a, like a rising star. You know, he was playing for Tottenham, and uh, yeah, just never never really came together. That sounds like a really sad, depressing, long-form piece of journalism, the career of Calker. <laughs> it it's like something you would read in Howler magazine, I think. Yeah, or like yeah, or it's like something like 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 um the, the Guardian would write about like a lonely Calker in like yeah. like like in Birmingham or something, right? Yeah. Like the yeah, life you can of see that, like, that like, picture, that famous meme of sad Keanu Reeves, but instead <laughs> it's Calker on a picnic bench eating a sandwich. <laughs> So um, okay, so defense is is really out right now. I mean, the, the, there's just I, I think it's it'd be hard to recommend any of any of the players on uh, on Liverpool at the moment, uh, just given how many goals they're leaking. Um, their fixtures are actually pretty solid, but I, I just don't think it's worth the risk or the money. It's not like oh, yeah. none of them are cheap. I mean, Moreno's the cheapest at four point nine, and even that's not you know it's okay value, but you're just not getting enough for it. He just had a total out-of-body experience on that penalty as well, so you're not going to be able to trust that he's mentally all there at the moment. Uh, midfield, like you said, you have Henderson, uh, picked up uh, his first attacking points in quite a while, picked up a goal. Uh, didn't pick up any bonus points, mostly because they were taken by all the other, the, the, you know, the multiple goal scorers. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually, I was it only, I think it was only, only Firmino had multiple goals, but a lot of people had goals and assists. Yeah. Um, so Firmino, interesting option, especially if you're looking for a KDB replacement and maybe you already have Payat or you just don't believe in Payat or, or whatever. Uh, you know, 13 and 18 in two of his last three game weeks now. Uh, and that's with Leicester, Sunderland, Aston Villa coming up in the next three. So, it's you know, that. De- I'm coming around. I'm coming the, around. The, the issue there, however, is you've got to look at your team and, and decide whether you can afford to. Are you willing to bring him in only for three weeks? Because Liverpool is off. Uh, they're off in game week 27. You know, that's something we're really going to have to reckon with. Um We'll get to this in a little bit, but uh, just to uh, just to note it while we're talking about it, there. So you know, we're entering game week twenty four. We'll have three game weeks uh, with. We don't. Th- it, there, there's a. There's still a chance that we'll see a double game week twenty five, but it's not confirmed yet. It looks a little unlikely. So what? We're yeah, probably- isn't there? Isn't there some issue with like they if they're going to schedule it that quickly, they basically have to organize like local police and traffic yeah. and all that sort of thing. 
Exactly. So it, it usually makes more sense to do it a little a little later. Uh, so the four teams that uh, that will not be playing in Game Week 27 that we know are Everton, Liverpool, Man City, Newcastle. So pretty like massive group of teams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even you can even throw Newcastle in there because if you're wild carding, you could you could totally load up on Newcastle players. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's going to be lots to talk about once we have those double game weeks. But those are the four pl- those are the four teams that are missing players. So, you know, if you were really on the fence between Firmino and Pyatt, I think that you know the mere fact that that Pyatt's fixtures are a little bit better, uh, and you're not going to have to replace him or put him on the bench in game week 27 is reason enough to, uh, you know, not not bring him in or, or reason enough to favor Pyatt over over Firmino. Yeah, their fixtures in the next four game weeks are just ridiculous. Villa, Southampton, Norwich, and Sunderland. Southampton could prove a little difficult the way they're defending now, but but three out of those four are just so tasty. Yep. Just to close on Liverpool, yeah, Benteke uh, really out of the picture uh, isn't even starting anymore. Really, yeah. really curious to see if he uh, if he just gets transferred at the uh, in the, you know, the summer if, they, if he moves on somewhere. I tell you uh, why he will because he was the one who uh, I think broke Jurgen Klopp's glasses during that that pile on at the end of the game. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp hates his glasses. He's constantly <laughs> taking his glasses off, giving them to the ref, giving them to players. Uh, no <laughs> is it, man, is it like a like a Tom's shoes sort of thing? For every goal that's scored, Klopp gives a pair <laughs> totally of glasses to a. <laughs> He's always t- he, no one uses their glasses for comic effect better than Jurgen Klopp does. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on to Norwich. Um, n- let's not let's not like spend too long on Norwich here. Uh, Wes Houlihan is the uh, was picked up a goal and an assist in this match. Uh, at four point seven, it's very tempting to bring in Houlihan, but the problem with Houlihan is that he's—I think he's like thirty-four or thirty-five—and gets rested a lot. He, he's not a—he's not a full ninety-minute player anymore. He's a uh, retired man, and he's. I mean, this could—you know—I'm not sure. He's certainly good enough to keep playing, but um, I'm not sure if he'll uh, even—you know—like he's clearly a you know player who needs to who needs his minutes his minutes managed very carefully. Uh, and I say that when I when I say he's 34, you are, you are actually older than Wes Willihan. So how does it make you feel <laughs> to hear this? You know, like that that this uh, is what it's like to have a middle age. I, I however, am 33, and I have no concerns uh, about this kind of thing. Maybe uh, next I, year I'll feel differently. There is one Premier League player that I can name offhand that is older than me, and it's uh, Sylvan Distan. So <laughs> so uh, I, take that. So Houlihan, yeah, you know, interesting player, but um, probably a little risky to bring in, especially because you know, with, with lots of teams, um, with lots of possible open fixtures coming up down the line, I think uh, uh, I do. you, you don't necessarily want to bring in a player who's not a guaranteed start every week. Yeah, I, I do wonder if there's going to be a chemistry that develops between him and Naismith, which yeah. seems somewhat apparent during this Liverpool game. And if they can develop that, then I think. Houlihan's uh, reason to get playing time is amplified. Yeah, Naismith is an interesting. Op- I mean, so Naismith, Naismith is five million. So if you are someone who's still trying to free up money to bring in Sergio Aguero, uh, that you know he could be an interesting option if you're ready to to drop a Gallo, which I, I don't think I'd recommend doing. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure that um, even. I mean, a Gallo is probably fixture proof at this point. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he may only be fixture proof because they just got through a run of brutal fixtures, and it's not so like it's not so bad for him moving forward. I mean, we see uh, Agallo is uh, home to Chelsea and away to Spurs the next two game weeks, which are tricky. Uh, but then they play uh, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it could be an option anyway. 
Yeah, walk it back, Josh. Walk it back. I am. I actually am. I'm walking it back. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Nate Smith, the Gallo. You know, one of those two options could be could be interesting if you're if you're if you're interested in having a cheap third forward. I think for all Hail Cheaters fans out there, there were two big takeaways from this Norwich team. Uh, on one on the good end of the spectrum, and one on the bad. Uh, let's start with the good. Dio Mercy Mobicani uh, mm-hmm. scored an incredible backheel goal. Looked fantastic. It felt like it was a good moment for the podcast because we are the you know, we really are the leaders of the Dan Mercy Mopakani fan club, and for him to uh, to do so, I mean, I, I think that I actually had to stop retweeting the Mopakani tweets that were sent our way because it was it was it was taking over our feed. There was so much Mopakani. <laughs> You were getting calls from your cable provider saying you didn't have the bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were going. To, they were going to jam me, and uh, my lines were going to work. <laughs> so then, uh, on the bad end of the spectrum is, of course, our beloved George R. Russell Martin, who uh, just had a nightmare of a game, and yeah. I, I, I can't believe they'll let him wear the captain armband for much longer if he keeps playing like that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so um, well, uh, go go work on your book. Do what you're good at, uh, <laughs> Russell Martin, and and we'll we'll love you all the same. That's right. Uh, second match, Lester Stoke. Uh, really solid win for Lester. Not not a game that I was even sure they 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 would win. I thought I thought this could be a draw. Yeah, uh, I agree. Possibly even a loss for them. Yeah. Uh, it, it did help that there were so many injuries. You know, um, Arnautovic did. Yeah, Arnautovic and uh, Boyan. Boyan, thank you. Uh, I can both. name them all. I can name the whole Stoke lineup. <laughs> Try. Uh, they, they were both out, and you know Shakiri recovered from an injury, so uh, it was uh, you know maybe 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 not a totally full strength Stoke City, but still a Stoke City team that kept Arsenal scoreless at home the week before, and it felt like the old Leicester City in some ways. We got a, we got an assist from uh, from Mares, a goal from Jamie Vardy. Very yeah, fun was, match. I actually watched this match. It was really entertaining. It was bittersweet for me because this was my first week without uh, Mares or Vardy. I had dropped Vardy a while back, along with a lot of folks, but it was I had swapped Henderson in for Mares. So to see Leicester seeming to find their form again, it was a little tough for me to watch. Sort of like a girl I used to date, and uh, <laughs> she's out there. She still looks good. Yeah, you know it's it's interesting. Uh, we talked about this actually a little bit of the podcast, but I, I feel like I actually have a bit of a dilemma right now in terms of uh, you know whether I want to um, drop. I mean, th- there's an argument to be made for actually keeping Jamie Vardy instead of Romelu Lukaku. Um, I mean, I've already got I've got I've got Barkley for that Newcastle match, so I've got a little coverage there. Right. Uh, Jamie Vardy does not have an open game week 27. In fact, he's home to Norwich in game week 27. You gotta like that. Yeah, uh, the problem, however, is that the Liverpool match is very enticing uh, because uh, Liverpool just shipped four goals to Norwich. Yeah. Uh, but after that, uh, they're away to uh, Man City and away to Arsenal. And um, I think there's a reasonable chance that Vardy could, could not get any attacking points in either of those two matches. So it's, it's, it is tempting, uh, but I think the move is probably just to drop Lukaku in game week 27 for yeah. Jamie Vardy, bring it back yeah. in. Yeah, I would agree with you there. It's a good reminder that when you think about dropping a player, you know, I'm, like when you debate two different options, uh, there's a tendency to look a little further ahead than you really need to because there's no law that says you can't bring them back in like three weeks later. You know, so, yeah, uh, do I want Vardy for Game Week 27 or Game Week 28? I, I do. I mean, it's home to uh, West Brom in Game Week 28. But I can, just, I can just move Lukaku into Vardy in Game Week 27. Right, which is easier for you to do than to move uh, Vardy into Lukaku. Exactly. And so there's no point in me holding on to a player who I don't want to play for three weeks in a row 
if I can just bring him in later. You know, right. it's one of the it's the, one of the beauties of the non rotisserie format. Is <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can have whoever. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen, if you're out there listening, our rotisserie <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, not as far as Stoke goes, I don't think, I think there's much to say about this match. It was, but um, I think it's just kind of a blip, right? Just kind of a blip. A lot of injured players could have been guilty of looking ahead to the league cup semifinal as well. Um, I'm not sure it's a match that they're going to uh, lose a lot of sleep over though. No, certainly not. I'm sticking with Glenn Johnson for the time being who I started this weekend. And, uh, he's, he's the one for me where I feel like he's my defender that has the most points imminent. So I'm going to sit tight with Glenn Johnson until he actually delivers a goal or an assist for me. <laughs> they, kept a clean like, sheet, they kept a clean sheet for 120 minutes uh, against Liverpool. That was now that is a game they're going to lose some sleep over. That that was a tough one. They they you know, they had the they, they they lost. For anyone who didn't see, they lost in the League Cup on uh, on penalties. Uh, Joe Allen, who suddenly can't stop scoring crucial goals. Uh, scores the the game winning penalty. Um, Jack Butlin, for greatest goalkeeper he is, as great a goalkeeper as he is, not a great penalty stopper apparently. Interesting. He looked a little out to lunch uh, on that Jamie Vardy goal. I mean, Vardy had a great touch to put himself into that open space, but Butlin kind of came off his line and put himself in no man's land. That's true. It was a great finish though. I mean, he he rounds the keeper and and yeah. not not every. I think players without his goal scoring instincts would not have scored in that situation. They would have tried to find someone to pass it to. I mean, it was a very tight angle that he scored in. I really, I, I may, I may be being a bit harsh. Yeah, but Joe Allen, do we need to circle back to Liverpool and, <laughs> and do a whole Joe Allen bit? <laughs> no, it's it's been it's been done. All you have to do is go to Twitter and look up Welsh the Welsh Zavi, and you'll see. Oh my God, Zavi! Jeez, <laughs> I really am. I my mispronunciations are getting worse. That uh, sounds the like Welsh, a magician. I guess is it that the words are tough to say together? I don't know. The Welsh Javi. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to like, I had to like, I had to like make my hand to a fist in order to say that. <laughs> Steady myself for it. Um, all right, so uh, Arsenal Chelsea is the third match we wanted to talk about. Again, not. A, I don't know what to say about this match other than that Arsenal is in um, their 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 annual late winter swoon. This happens every year without stopping. Uh, I read an article that Jonathan Wilson wrote in The Guardian this morning. He was talking about the rise of the uh, sort of uh, unstable league table and, you know, what a, you know why, why we're seeing things the way they are this year. And, you know, he said Arsenal is actually basically level on points with where they were last year. It's just that everyone else is doing so much worse that it looks uh-huh. like Arsenal is having this breakthrough season. Right. But if this were, you know, a normal season, they would actually be seven, eight points off the lead. Right. Um, so, you know, they're really they're doing exactly what they always do. They're on. I think people are catching on exactly though. as many points as they always do. People are catching on, though. Like if they had if they had not taken just two from their last possible nine points, they would be well at the top of the table. And now their arsenaliness is so much more exposed because they're blowing an actual chance to win the league. Yeah, it's it's really it was it was an amazing game. It was it was suicidal defending from Paramount Sacker. And uh, it, it's too bad we don't have the recording from the last podcast because we I think we spent like fifteen we fifteen minutes talking about Paramount Sacker and oh, yeah. just just sort of going through what what was what he was what in the world he was thinking. I mean, you have you have a world class like possibly top ten in the world goalkeeper behind you in Peter Cech. Right. Certainly top ten given the form he's in this season. Yeah, who has made a series of fantastic point blank saves this season. Yeah. Uh, most recently uh, at home to Newcastle three weeks before. Yeah. Or so, 
And uh, instead, he he takes him out, and it doesn't matter if Costa die if if he dove. I mean, no, I agree. Any any Jamie Vardy would dive there. Anyone dives in that situation. Yeah, and you know he just he sold it, but it was you know it was the, the it was tackle the tackle card. was reckless tackle. enough to warrant it. I mean, I, yeah. And just for him to, and for the captain to lose his mind like that, or well, I guess he wasn't the captain for in, for some reason. Like it's the same logic that allows Theo Walcott to take corners. Uh, Theo Walcott was a uh, captain this game week. Yeah, why not give a uh, armband to somebody who's wildly out of form and is going to blow yet uh, another drifts, opportunity to drifts in and out of games. I mean, uh, what, what's more suicidal than the actual challenges was was Mertesacker's positioning there. And that's the thing that kind of drives me nuts about um, Wenger continually uh, sort of bringing Mertesacker into the starting lineup is he's so slow. And the the more seasons go by, the worse his positioning gets. You think the slower Mertesacker gets, he'll offset that by having better, better positioning. But uh, he's he's just playing above uh, Costa. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's it's true. I mean, I, 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 he can't keep up with world class strikers anymore. And you know, they are Gabriel is playing a little more um, now. And I think that by next year, I think we'll see Gabriel as a starter, and Murdasek will be more like a, a very reliable fifth fifth player. You know, a reliable yeah. third defender, basically third yeah. central defender. You know, doesn't. Make a big difference from a fantasy point of view. I'd say Murdasaker is not the player I'd want um, on that team. I think Kashelny or Bellerin are the defenders I'd want. Don't Bugans. forget about Nacho. Yeah, or or Nacho, the kind of underrated Nacho Montreal. No reason to to underrate him, other than just this idea. That, I mean, part of it I think is just like Kieran Gig. Kieran Gibbs used to start a lot, used to play a lot, and in my head I still think of Montreal as a rotation risk because I think that he and Gibbs are going to be. Competing against each other, but you know, clearly Montreal has has totally um, yeah, and, and there was in that spot for much of the first part of the season. Montreal was edging Bellerin out on points, um, but now if I say you're wild carding, uh, Montreal is at five point nine, where Bellerin is six point one. I see no reason to go Bellerin over Montreal and save yourself a little money. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. I mean, I could see a few reasons, but uh, <laughs> nothing to split hairs over. Yeah. Uh, so Ozil's six points in the last four games. Are you worried about Ozil? What, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I am worried about him. Um, I mean, I'm heavily invested in Ozil because I've had him since the start of the season. Uh, bought him at 8.5. So I could sell and make some money. Um, you love he, money. I do love money. I grub it. Uh, <laughs> I, I dive around in my, my pit of <laughs> gold coins. But Ozil has at least got a stay of execution because of Kevin De Bruyne's injury, um, and I do, I do believe Ozil is among the most elite midfielders still, and he'll come good uh, soon enough. Are you at all concerned about your boy Reese Oxford now that he has moved on to? Uh, is it Charlton? I think. Yeah, uh, speaking yeah. of transfers, is are you are you concerned? Do you have to like? Do you have to? Uh, I, I know technically you don't have to get rid of him, but are you worried yeah. about? Uh, well, uh, as of as of this recording, Reese Oxford is no longer my problem. I mean, okay. I don't want to say problem because it was nothing but a joy to have Reese Oxford reside on my bench. Very nice young man, very clean. You know, never never had a single bad thing to say. Um, <laughs> but with the money I have made uh, swapping Payet in for Kevin De Bruyne, I made an easy swap and turned uh, Reese Oxford into Aaron Cresswell. 
Oh, nice, nice. So that's that is like a like Super Mario level uh, eating of a mushroom by Reese Oxford. <laughs> I like that a lot, and you, and you kept it in the family, which I like. You stayed, you stayed, you stayed true to the hammers. I did. Yeah, I mean, as as we mentioned, the incredible fixture run that West Ham has coming up. I've seen this bandied around the forums today. Aaron Cresswell is uh, predicted to have the most points as a defender in game week twenty four. I mean, home to Aston Villa, it's, it's certainly a good shout. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, it's not you know not too. I think he's still under six million, is he not? I think he's uh he's at five point six. Five point six, a very very fair price, uh, especially given the run of fixtures and the fact that they're playing in game week twenty seven. Okay, uh, just to answer a couple questions here, um, uh, Dave uh, Wegner Lodal asks uh, with Sanchez with Sanchez's good looking run out, how do we rank the Gunners' assets going forward? So we already uh, we've already talked about it, I think everyone else, but just to to. And you know, and Ramsey, I think, is a player that most people um, are, are planning to move. I mean, we, I don't think we have to go too much into Ramsey. It's, he's clearly not the the asset you'd want on that team, um, or, or Walcott, uh, or really anybody except for Ozil. But that that you know, th- that said, um, Sanchez is someone that um, you know, especially with KDB out. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's an interesting option. Um, it's hard yeah, to I, say whether he'll just slot right in. I mean, I think I think he will. Um, the thing about Sanchez that, that's interesting, though, is he actually has been kind of a streaky player this year. He has, um, yeah. He never fully hit his stride early in the season. He had yeah, a couple I, great, great hauls, but then he got injured. Had uh, had the three, uh, so game week seven, eight, and nine, he scores 20, 16, and 10. Uh, from there on out, he scores two, three, two, two, four. Uh, and then he's been out for about eight weeks, and uh, he scores one in the in thirty one point in thirty four minutes. You know, at home to Chelsea. So I think um, the run of fixtures coming up for Arsenal is um, they're home to Southampton. Uh, it's playing much much better at the moment. Uh, then away to Bournemouth, home to Leicester, away to Man U, home to Swansea. So pretty good run of I mean pretty attractive run of fixtures. Certainly if you uh, you know for for Arsenal defenders. Yeah. Um, and they just they, but they're so out of form from an attacking perspective that it's a little scary to bring anybody in. That's um, really the disappointing thing about the the Mertesacker red card is Giroud gets taken out and I think if you're looking at any attacking options for Arsenal Giroud was the I mean in many ways the sexiest option. Mm-hmm. Um and he's he's taken out, and we don't get to see how he performs against Chelsea. But I still think if I were to drop Ozil for anyone, if I had to do going into game week twenty four, it would be for Giroud. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, the, the only issue with Giroud is that he's not an especially explosive defender. If that's something you're looking for, if you need to, you know, if you're if you're chasing a little bit in your league, um, yeah. he has yeah, you know, he has twelve goals and two assists in the season, but uh, he actually only has one double figure point haul the whole season. That was the. Uh, kind of wild uh, way game to Liverpool last week or two weeks ago, you know, but he's a very dependable, reliable scorer. I mean, he, he, you know, certainly in this run of fixtures coming up, you'd expect him to score maybe three goals in those five games. Right. Uh, all right. So, um, <laughs> uh, Kim O'Neill, that's all we got to say about that. Uh, Kim O'Neill asks, Bronislav Ivanovic, is he back to being the ultimate fantasy football defender? I mean, based on this one game, that's that's the same old Ivanovic we know and love. I mean, I, I wouldn't say love, um, but that's based, <clears throat> it's the same old conversation we've been having about Chelsea the entire season. Can we base these opinions on on one performance? And I think if we can say anything about Chelsea is that their defense is really picking up steam. But it's six point five. Um, 
that it's it's still it's still insane and i i take espelicueta over ivanovic still yeah i mean 6.5 gets him it, it's getting close <laughs> uh, i mean espelicueta i guess his price is still at 5.7 you're still saving 0.8 there's certainly more of an attacking threat from ivanovic the last I don't know, like six game weeks, uh, one goal and, and three assists. Yeah. Uh, and incredibly, all of his attacking points have come in the last uh, several game, the last six game weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess he. Uh, I mean, he was certainly one of the people who contributed to um, to Mourinho getting the sack. Um, and I know I, I, I can't wait till the book comes out about that. By the way, <laughs> like why why a team of players who won the won the championship. Um, the season before, I uh, decided not to try for the first, like, 15 weeks of the season. Yeah, we'll call uh, it the sack. <laughs> the sack. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's an interesting player. Uh, you know, Costa, who sadly finished at the bottom of our our rankings of, of strikers last week, uh, had a pretty pretty excellent game. Uh, only picked up six points, which is a little surprising given, uh, given that he had the game-winning goal and the only goal in the match. It is strange. Uh, it is uh, maybe it's minutes played coming down to it. And he didn't he play just the played full sixty-seven. 90. Yeah, and I think he is going to be okay for this weekend. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of a doubt, but I think it's I think it's uh, mostly been cleared up. So I think he is expected to play going forward. So you know, an interesting differential option for sure. Um, I don't think any of the fixtures coming up are that scary for him. Uh, yeah, maybe the home edge to Man United could be tricky, but um, away to Watford, home to Newcastle in his next three, yeah, those those look really solid to me. Uh, the midfield still seems a little too up in the air. There's no one that I would be – who I find very appealing in the, in the midfield. It's, it's such an abstract team from a fantasy perspective. I mean, Fabri- this was Fabregas's big coming out party, uh, and he has been 100% absent this entire season. Uh, William, who is the midfield darling, did nothing. So, yeah, I, I think it comes down to Costa or uh, a defender that fits into your budget. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so, too. Uh, all right, let's move on to a couple hot topics here, Brandon. Hot topics. Uh, first one is— Hotter uh, than this tea. Actually, this tea is kind of lukewarm at this point in the pot. <laughs> so uh, first one is uh, KDB. Uh, we talked about him quite a bit already. Uh, just to note, uh, KDB comes on uh, late in the League Cup match and score has a goal and an assist. And uh, the the last goal, the, the game winning goal, is kind of a ludicrous goal because the ball uh, was out of play, but the ref uh, totally blew totally blew it and uh, didn't call it out. Uh, scores on a, scores on a cross. Yeah. Uh, so it gets injured in extra time and is now out for what looks like about ten weeks. So it creates a very interesting dilemma. If you're, let's say you already have Payet, you know Payet is the is the obvious move for tons of reasons. Great fixtures coming up. Uh, looks in great form. Uh, probably should have had some attacking points in their home match to, to Man City. Uh, looks dangerous. You know the whole time he's on the pitch. Yeah. Um, Firmino, we talked about a little bit as well, um, a streakier option. Uh, Alexis Sanchez, possibly explosive option, but super expensive. And, um, you know, we don't really know what his form is going to be like over the next few weeks. So it seems a little risky to spend that much money on Sanchez. Yeah, I agree. Which, which brings us to David Silva, who is uh, maybe the perfect replacement. I agree. Uh, and if you're looking to Man City to make the title challenge that everyone is expecting, uh, he's going to be a big part of it. 
quite a few uh, really nice matches coming up. Uh, doesn't play in game week twenty seven, but you, you know you still have three game weeks to play them, and you can probably stash them on your bench uh, if you don't have. You know, unless you're like overloaded with Newcastle players or something, you should be able to. You know, you should have three spots where you can slot them. Yeah. Um, and you know, away to Sunderland, home to Leicester, home to Tottenham, uh, he could have attacking points easily in all three of those matches. And uh, he's also cheaper than Kevin De Bruyne, so you'd, you'd save a little money there as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, do we need to throw Christian Eriksen into this midfield discussion again? Maybe. The, the, I mean, honestly, if, if you don't have Deli Ali already, Deli Ali yeah. would be the player to bring in. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because the only, and the only reason we didn't even bring him up, I think, is because just subconsciously, it's still hard to think of them in the same category because their their starting price is so different. Yeah. But there's no reason not to not to just bring in Deli Alley and save five million. He's got six goals and six assists on the season. Uh, it plays uh, you know, the full ninety almost every match, or they're you know close to it anyway, between seventy five and ninety minutes. He seems uh, to have brought under control his uh, penchant for getting yellow cards every game as well. That's true. I have since I've owned him, I have not had a Deli Alley yellow. Oh, maybe you're you're the you're the yellow card cooler. <laughs> uh, still incredibly cheap at five point seven, and his ownership is well, it's up to twenty three percent now, which is which is which is fair. And uh, anyone who saw that goal uh, at the end of the uh, Crystal Palace match uh, had to be yeah uh, insert be, requisite yeah. mention. Yeah, exactly. What a great goal that was. I, men- I mentioned uh, this to you when we were speaking earlier in the week, that when that goal happened, I screamed some joyful obscenities at the television, and my <laughs> wife in the other room was like, is he on your fantasy team? And I had to sort of explain, it's not really a matter of, yes, he is on my fantasy team, but listen, it was just that good of a goal. It really, it really it, was. It defied fantasy uh, <laughs> implications. Uh, so we got the uh, so we talked already about uh, blanks double game weeks. Uh, so just to, just to say it once again, uh, the blanks confirmed for game week twenty seven are uh, Man- Manchester City, Everton, Liverpool, and Newcastle. Uh, at the moment, I have I guess I have only two players right now. I'm bringing in Aguero this week, so I guess I have three now. So I'll, I'll have three players from that lot, and I'll probably be dropping. Lukaku at some point. Um, I don't really like his fixtures that much after this uh, after this home match to Newcastle. So I think he might be the first guy to go. Yeah, I agree. I've got three as well. I'll, I'll be sitting with Aguero, Lukaku, and Henderson, and one of them will ha- will have to be jettisoned before that game week. Yeah. So if you're already on three players, you know it's a little more dangerous to bring on a fourth or fifth player uh, because you really starting next week. Really, you got to start moving these guys out before game week 27. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to field a full 11. Uh, and for me, you know, I still have um, uh, Ashley Ashley Westwood on my team, and I certainly don't want to be playing him. Uh, he's actually looked better, admittedly, for Estabel sure. the last few weeks. But you know, you, there's there's no you're basically looking at a two pointer with Ashley. Ashley Westwood. So yeah. uh, I'm certainly trying to keep it. Um, I, I would like to keep ideally like two players on the bench for those fixtures. Right. The question then is uh, how soon are the double game weeks played? And we, as of this recording, uh, it's Thursday night. We don't actually know when the double game weeks will be yet. Could be as early as game week 27. Probably be, it'll be something like game week 30, game week 31, you know, yeah. around that time. So it's, you know, you don't have to drop every player for game week 27. You want to keep a couple on the bench because otherwise you're just going to, End up having to bring them in, um, and uh, I assume a lot of people would be wild carding around that time too. I know that's that's definitely what I'm thinking about. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've usually burned through. Well, we've all usually burned through our winter wild card uh, by this time because it was required. But I, I'm not 
needing to really switch up my team a whole lot. I'm just laying in wait with that wild card. Yeah, I'm thinking same. the same thing. Yeah, same here. So, um, okay, let's uh, move on to a couple other quick points. Um, let's actually, oh, by the way, we've totally gotten away from the, the Aguero um, slash thing, haven't we? I think we've said his name like 40 times. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so quickly, a uh, little, little bit. will always be slashed to us. A little bit of house cleaning here. Uh, Charlie Austin, we were, we were right when we said that he would not start this game week. We were wrong in that we underestimated just how awesome Charlie Austin is. <laughs> Charlie Awesome is really what he should be. Charlie Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call him Charlie Awesome from here on out. I think so, that's Char- wonderful. I mean, Char- he's, he's, he's most awesome when he's unmarked. Let's say that. <laughs> Charlie Awesome comes on uh, late in that menu match, scores a great goal, uh, now is probably going to start from here on out. I mean, maybe he maybe he's benched for one more. You know, maybe he comes to the bench for one more game because he gets back to match fitness. But I actually think it's unlikely given that we, uh, you know, had this long break in between the match and the uh, FA Cup. Um, so he uh, he costs seven million. He's owned by you know half a percentage of managers. Yeah, um, he's up to point uh, seven percent now. Up to point seven now. Is he someone you're thinking about? Is 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 are you are you like are you just does Charlie Austin intrigue you, Brandon? I guess if you're, uh, I guess now it's all geared toward game week 27. So my front lineup is Kane slash and Lukaku, and I could see turning Lukaku into Charlie Awesome for game week 27. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, home to Chelsea, it's not it's not the most appealing match. No, yeah, that's true. Uh, you, you really burst my awesome bubble there. Yeah, their fixtures in the next few weeks are, are they're just okay. They've been playing a lot better, uh, but I you know our way to Arsenal, a way to, even a way to Swansea. I mean, given how how much better Swansea look now, I'm not sure that's a that's a super appealing match. Um, they have they play Bournemouth, Sunderland, Stoke in game weeks 28 through 30. I guess those might be the ones where I try to bring them in, but I, I'm not licking my lips. I mean, at seven million is kind of in a weird spot. You know, he's yeah. not. He's not a heavy hitter, and he's not—he's not a great low price option like like a Gallo. I mean, I, I don't know how you could really, in, in good, in good conscience, argue Austin over a Gallo at the moment, unless uh, unless you really were just playing the differential game and you you just wanted players who who no one else owned, you know, and we're hoping that they, you know, hoping you strike gold. Yeah, and I think that attacking chemistry that Southampton has had in the past um, with guys like Tadic and Mane. It's not really there at the moment, so it, it remains to be seen. I mean, so awesome, off, Charlie Awesome scores that goal off of a dead ball delivered by James Ward-Prowse. So, great. He can definitely score a header off of a dead ball, but um, in-game, how is Austin going to look uh, with balls getting served to him by that midfield? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I think... Um, well, we don't really know because we've never seen Charlie Austin on a really solid team like this before. Yeah, uh, it's fascinating. I mean, I, re- I really hope I, I hope it goes great. Uh, he's just a player I personally like a lot, uh, partially because he helped me win the league last year, and uh, so I'm just or win our personal mini league, I should say, not the overall league. It was not um, a super league. It was not a super league, but you know, still, uh, <laughs> you know, I, ca- I captained him during a, a huge double game week around like game week thirty. Two or thirty-three, and I yeah, like, yeah. Are you turn my whole season around? How's that class you're teaching about that at West Point going? That <laughs> du- famous double game week. It's good. I'm actually taking over for Alex Ferguson at Harvard in the in the summer, which I'm looking forward to. That's incredible. Yeah. So, okay, a uh, couple questions here, Brandon. Uh, first one, and this actually ties in with Southampton. Uh, now that Southampton has started defending like an actual Premier League club, this is from Siraj Garish. 
Uh, now that Southampton have started defending like an actual Premier League club and seem to have found a winning, winning formula, should we target Matt Target? <laughs> We've gone round and round about uh, who Matt Target is actually uh, slotted in for in that starting 11 in Southampton. Have, have you figured that one out yet? I'm still. It's still unclear to me. It's still. Uh, one day we'll we'll find out. But it's yeah. that that day has not come yet. They were making this point on the football ramble. I was listening to it uh, this week about how um, having Fraser Forrester back in the starting lineup has seemingly brought that much more confidence to their defense, and that might be one of the keys that's turned this defense around. And yeah. I'm guessing if I'm Ronald Koeman, I'm not going to fix it if it's not broken. And Matt Target has been delivering massive FPL, FPL halls. Three, I've seen, yeah. yeah, three games, three clean sheets so far for uh, uh, Fraser Forster. Uh, available at $4.8 million too. So kind of an interesting option for um, for a wild card, possibly. I mean, that's a very fair value. That's, that's cheaper than, than, than Jack Butland. I'll tell you what. So when I brought in Aaron Cresswell for Reese Oxford, that uh, canceled my ability to turn Ozil into Alexis Sanchez. Mm. Now I don't have an, quite enough money. So if I, if Sanchez comes out guns blazing and I need to turn Ozil into Sanchez, I would consider turning David De Gea into Fraser Forrester yep. to get that cash. Yep, that makes sense. That could that could be a very a very solid move. Pretty handy. Pretty pretty handy. I think you could look at uh, Southampton defenders, but uh, the the run of fixtures in the next few game weeks is, is not solid. I mean, Fraser Forrester for I, I think like looking towards like looking towards the late twenties or thirties. I think that's when I'd really want to target the Southampton defenders. Um, you know, um, I don't know if I'd be looking to, to bring anyone in over the next uh, three or four game weeks. Yeah, pass. If, yeah, if I didn't have him already, I, I you know I have a few. Or I have a few. I have one. I have uh, Van Dyke, and I, I I'm, I'm planning to keep him now. It's it amazing because he was like he was on the chopping block for sure, and yeah, uh, yeah and now he's a uh, you know I he's know, been a, feel, he's been a star player on both of our teams now. He's, yeah, oh, one of the few reliable clean sheets these days. Yeah, but I, I uh, think Matt Target is just so appealing budget wise, uh, and I would have faith that he's going to start in. In the short term, yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah, so uh, another another great um, another great uh, wild card player. Uh, okay. Any interest in Adebayor? He comes in at uh, five point eight million. Oh man, all these all these fascinating transfer targets now that we can look at, like Adebayor, uh, Andres Townsend joining <laughs> Newcastle, um, and now that we're big super fans of Major League Soccer. Card carrying NYC FC club members, um, Matt Miazga at our rival club, Red Bulls, New York Red Bulls, is m- possibly moving to Chelsea. Yeah, he's the central defender. Um, I, no, I'm not captivated by any of these guys. Adebayor, he always comes in late at the season. Um, he did this uh, for Tim Sherwood, where. He looked good. He he has a great work ethic when he feels like the manager really backs him. Mm-hmm. So he could come in and and score some goals for Crystal Palace. But um, you have to wait and see how he fits in. Yeah, if he came in right away and played, I mean, he has no match fitness, so you, you think he wouldn't. But uh, Bournemouth, Swansea, and Watford in the next three fixtures are great fixtures. Um, you know, I mean, the problem is that Crystal Palace uh, played terribly uh, the last uh, three or four game weeks, and so um, you know, you're, you're kind of banking on them turning around a little bit, which 
Presumably they will. I mean, that that whole group of defenders, like, I feel like they've been playing together for like 10 years. Andros so, uh, Townsend, though, joining up with John Joe Shelby, like this this mighty midfield for Newcastle is starting to form. Does this give us any hope that Newcastle is going to pull out of the basement? I mean, I, what has what has he Townsend done like <laughs> since he scored that great volley goal for QPR like three years ago? I mean, Townsend Townsend sucks. Like <laughs> he's he's not good, and like he's just going to keep getting transferred. He's going to like move to like eight teams over the next several years. Like he's just going to move around. He's too selfish, you know. He's really he's not a fun player to watch. Like he like he scores wonder goals, and otherwise he's just like he's on the ball way too much. It's like a Ravel Morrison type. Yeah, he's like he's like a worse Ross Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, and that's a, and that's a wait and see on Matt Miazga. Wait and see on Matt Miazga. <laughs> okay, la- last question here. Um, so, um, Uppercut Panda asks: uh, Should we start having as much faith in the West Brom defense as we do in the Spurs defense? Uh, Spurs always seem to find a way to concede the odd goal, and Ben Foster is back. So he, so we, 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 Uppercut Panda was on the last podcast, or we should say we had a question on the last podcast, uh, and he advocated very strongly for, uh, for, uh, West Brom. And we kind of, we kind of dismissed him, you know, we, we didn't, I suppose we, didn't we did, we, we didn't take it very seriously. And, uh, well, that West Brom team is just so terrible right now. They can't score. Uh, I guess their defense is the only thing they can score for them and they look so bad, but then they, they prove us wrong by getting a solid clean sheet. Yeah, your boy Craig Dawson picks up a clean sheet and three bonus points in this match. I know. Yeah, he he would be the guy I would pick up if I was shopping for West Brom defenders. He's always the bonus point magnet back there. I will say though, I, I, it's still a little. I think you know they're home to Swansea uh, next week. Not a great fixture given the form that Swansea's in right now. Uh, I think that Swansea could definitely score in that match. Way to Newcastle, way to Everton. Neither one is a strong clean sheet opportunity, I don't think. I agree. I would I would tentatively if you're if you absolutely have to move one of your defenders, maybe look at West Brom, but I don't see any reason to upend your current defensive lineup just to make room. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, so uh, let's move on to the optimizer. Oh, here we go. Let's strap in. <laughs> so kind of a weird – so last – we did a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago where we looked at uh, two game weeks at once, and it almost killed us. It was it was way too much. <laughs> Look at what happened to me. I, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> exactly. I'm still so, suffering the effects. So we're just going to look at uh, we're going to look at next week's game weeks, which uh, there's so we have the FA Cup matches this weekend. Not too much to say about those matches, um, mostly because a lot of the Premier League squads aren't playing particularly big matches. Uh, the only one really worth paying attention to is the Liverpool West Ham match, which is the late late game on Saturday. Yeah, um, and you'll probably see the starters playing that one. You know, honestly, after Liverpool just played 120 minutes. I feel like I would if I were a betting man, I would love to bet on West Ham for that FA Cup match. I think they're absolutely going to win that match. Yeah, agreed. I'll be curious to see how Jurgen Klopp actually puts out a team there, knowing that his team played 120 minutes and they're going to have to come back and play. Let's see, do they play on Tuesday? Yes, they play. Yeah, so they uh, play on Tuesday, and they're in the Cup final a couple weeks later. So there's no no. Week off, yeah. I think um, I would got to rest some guys in this. Yeah, match. I think he's kind of going to tank the FA Cup. I mean, they're, they've got their they're, they're already in a cup final. Like that seems like plenty for them. You can't win them all, Klopp. <laughs> all right, the optimizer is now officially in full swing. So our, our first fixture is going to be 
Tuesday, Arsenal hosting Southampton. Now, Arsenal coming off of a terribly disappointing home match to Chelsea, looking to make amends. So here, for me, the most compelling assets are going to be defensive, because as, we, as we've said, it's hard to say where Arsenal's attacking points are really coming from yeah. right now. Maybe this will be uh, a good match for Sanchez to come back into our, our sights, but... It it would be easy to predict a clean sheet for Arsenal here, unless Charlie Awesome, awesome has something to say. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great matchup for Arsenal, given that they they're really in need of a rebound, and they're playing a Southampton team that is really they've seemed to figure something out. I don't, you know, I, I maybe it is Matt Target. I don't know if Charlie Austin is the factor. Whatever it is, they look like a completely different team than they did a month ago or, or three weeks ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, total total turnaround. Um, so, I, you know, I think that I, I, I mean, I just given the way Arsenal tend to play around this time of year, this to me is like a one-one draw. I, yeah. I you know, I, I don't see a lot of goals here from from Arsenal. I, I agree with you about the Arsenal midfielders and the attackers. I mean, maybe Giroud gets a goal, um, but I do think Southampton will probably score too. I mean, I'm still planning to start Bellerin in this match, but I'm not uh, feeling very confident about it. Yeah, I, I've written down my clean sheet picks, and I just didn't have the courage to actually. Uh, full on pick Arsenal for a clean sheet here, for exactly those reasons. So, so yeah. on, on we go to uh, the next fixture. Yep, uh, next fixture is Leicester hosting Liverpool. Uh, Leicester uh, on the rebound finally. Leicester has no FA Cup ties. Will have uh, probably much needed uh, week and a half to rest. Um, and they'll play, be playing a Liverpool team that seems to play a match, like an important match every three days or so. <laughs> and so uh, they'll be recovering from the uh, the League Cup semi and a very tough uh, Saturday evening fixture, um, you know, versus West Ham. So uh, I think that Leicester wins this game like 2-1 or 3-1. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure who... The goals seem to be coming from a more diverse group of players over the last uh, few game weeks for Leicester. But, yeah, Danny uh, Drinkwater getting in on the action. And Okazaki. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So 3-1 and um, maybe an Okazaki goal. I'm kind of bummed to not have Mahrez going into this match, I'll be honest with you. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that one works out. Uh, yeah, he looked much, much better in this match. I mean, I don't know if uh, he had to lose the third. He had to, he had to miss his third penalty this season to like complete the the weird penalty trifecta or something. And now he's like back to normal, but I feel like you, I feel like you watched him grow back into it during the course of that match too. And he got the lucky assist. Maybe, maybe, you know, sometimes it takes a little luck, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like when a striker gets a penalty or something and, you know, it's just right. like a, it's just a chance to, to put the ball in the net and have it matter. And so he had that, what was kind of like more of probably a shot than a pass, but, but well, Ojoa, and, and, Ojoa picked it up and scored and suddenly Mares is back in the assist again. Yeah, I mean, he's taking players one-on-one, uh, nutmegging guys, uh, stuff he was doing in game week one. So that's yep. that's a good sign. Uh, Norwich Spurs is the next match. And if you were not going to captain Slash for this game week, I think that uh, Harry Kane is a fantastic captain choice uh, on the road to Norwich. I'm super tempted to edit in the guitar solo from November Rain every time we say Slash, uh, which would make this podcast like five hours instead of three hours. It, w- it would be cool if we called him like the the symbol or something, you know, like like Prince. I agree. Yeah. If I didn't have Aguero, I'd be captaining Kane here. Norwich. Look- Slash, you mean? <laughs> yes, yeah, Slash, exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, the, the scratchy throat is really killing my uh, my guitar tell. solo. It's the saddest song. air guitar ever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going full bore Spurs here in this game. Now, this is something we haven't actually touched upon. Speaking of Spurs, is that Jan Vertonghen is now out. My question is, uh, do we think Eric Dyer is going to slot back into that central defense? Because uh, I had some concerns with. Dyer getting subbed out at the 55th minute over the weekend and was looking to target him to to get him out of my lineup. Yeah, but well, I, I he, have to I have to like any Spurs defender here against Norwich. Is he the I guess he's the logical center back replacement, right? I mean, I think uh Rose, Davies, Trippier, they're all um fullbacks, right? Yeah, they they have this uh signing Kevin Vimmer, right, who right. I, I guess could be the other option. Yeah, let's put it in the too early to tell category. Yeah. Next fixture we have uh, Sunderland hosting Man City. Uh, undeniable. Uh, gonna put the armband on Slash. Mm-hmm. Gonna rock. Gonna rock out that. Uh... <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, it's it's all Man City going into this fixture. Um, I mean, Patrick Van Ol and Halt is he gonna score his third straight uh, goal bombing down the wing? Maybe. Maybe. So let's say uh, 4-1 sounds about right to me. Yeah, fantastic. How many of those for Slash? Three for Slash. Okay, and a an hat assist. trick. He's due, a hat, he's due a hat trick. He's due a hattie. Uh, West Ham host Aston Villa. Okay, and, as I've mentioned, this has been the source of all of my transfer activity uh, today. Uh, brought in Pyatt and Cresswell. So I have big hopes for West Ham here. I mean, on paper, this even with Aston Villa playing a little bit better on paper, this is just a great fixture for for West Ham. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Pyatt. Uh, let, let's go ahead and put him. Let's let's give Pyatt a goal and an assist in this match. Oh, fantastic! I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's you know, like a twelve pointer for old for our, our buddy Pyatt. Um, Crystal Palace host Bournemouth in the other in the next fixture. Gosh, I mean, I, I have no idea what to say. Crystal Palace is. Uh, a crazy team. I uh, uh-huh. don't know if Adebayor is going to start. <laughs> um, it's uncertain where Crystal Palace goals are coming from. I don't have any players in this match, and this to me might be the week's pure watch. Yeah, fantastic. I'm not going to start Stanislaus just for that reason. Let's, I feel like we should. It. I feel like we should clarify, by the way, that they pure watch as as defined by us in our unwritten rule book of what a pure watch is. Uh, we sh- we need a book, don't we, Brandon? The the, the the always cheating guide to fantasy Premier League. We do. We, that was the word. That, I, I I was like, well, maybe I'll just like I'll like come up with the snappy title as I say it. And I was like, nope, it's just literally <laughs> no no humor at all. Just it does what it title. says on the box. <laughs> that's uh, right. I think that's a great title. Uh, so a pure watch to me is a match that has uh, no fantasy implications for me nor for most people in the league. So yeah. I I didn't have any players in the Norwich Liverpool match, but enough people have Liverpool players in particular that I felt a certain investment in that game that was not pure, right? I was I was rooting for goals to be conceded against Liverpool because a lot of people still have Alberto Moreno or, or others. Yeah, so, simi- similarly, uh, watching for me the Watford Swansea game a couple weeks ago, um, I was. That was a pure watch, but I was still secretly hoping that Igala wasn't going to score any goals just to keep those managers down. 
Exactly. But I think that the, the assets are, are, are under-owned enough in this match that Crystal Palace Bournemouth, I think, is the is the one true pure watch for this game week. <laughs> yeah, there can only be one. <laughs> uh, Man United host Stoke. Oh, by the way, the Crystal Palace game, let's call that like a 0-0 draw. Fantastic. <laughs> Sounds exciting. Yeah, it does. Uh, Man United Stoke. Man United, so disappointing. Such a garbage team. I'm sure the players are stunned. They're like, we have, we've quit on our manager. We have given up on him. We are not trying anymore. Like, what is it going to take to get this guy fired? Like, maybe it'll like, it'll like turn around and just give him the, like, all right, I guess we'll just try again. Like, not, <laughs> not, not caring is not working. Yeah, they saw it worked at Chelsea. Why isn't it working there at United? I think maybe because the boardroom is out to lunch. Wayne Rooney is playing his ass off right now. Really looks solid. Um, I, mean, I know he, I, I did not transfer him in as I, as I as I debated doing in the last game week. Yeah, and uh, David De Gea is in scorching form as well still, and I'm I'm probably going to start him this weekend. It's just a weird. I mean, it's just that the the sum is not greater than the parts. I mean, you look at you can kind of go down the line with that team and and see a lot of things that you really like, you know. Um, but it's just the, the midfield is the mess, really. And and honestly, the, the the back line is a bit of a mess too. I mean, all these all these reconstituted players, you know, these these midfielders playing as as fullbacks, you know, it's very strange. Yeah, no goals for United here, so it's either going to be a nil nil draw or Stoke, Stoke's going to pull it off. Let's let's so. keep it going, but nil nil, two in a row. <laughs> So I, it could be a wash if I start De Gea and Glenn Johnson here, but one of them, one of them's going to get me a clean sheet, if not both. What about West Bromwich Albion and Swansea, the last fixture on Tuesday? Yeah, well, uh, for our friend uh, Uppercut Panda, I, I fear to say that Swansea just look to be relishing that new manager bounce, and a goal will be forthcoming for the Swans. Yeah, I, I I think so too. Uh, I think this is a one nothing Swansea win. Although yep. I will say, I think I think that West Brom could play a little bit better with Ben Foster. It's it's not. I feel like I don't. Maybe you have to really follow a team closely to understand how much of a difference the the goalkeeper makes to the team. Like I I have a pretty like, because I'm an Arsenal supporter. I've a, I I I can tell. Like it's pretty clear to me what the difference that Peter Cech has made to that team because yep. I you know just the way he organizes the defense and the way he defends corners. Um, just a, you know the way he I mean the way he can handle one on one shots for that matter right. um, you know totally different um, but like I don't really know how how much like the difference between my hill and Ben Foster right it's very hard for me as a as a someone who watches like a to be honest I don't even watch a ton of West Brom matches right I mean so <laughs> why would you yeah so it's hard to know um, what kind of difference he'll make to that team I know that Ben Foster is a world class goalkeeper uh, would probably be the starter for the England national team well actually Jack Butland probably has taken his spot now but for a long time um, Ben Foster he would have probably been Joe the, Hart's replacement yeah Ben Ben Foster was the number two guy for a long time though yeah um, and uh, still still a great keeper and so. Anyway, I, I do think whoever Swansea will score in this match. Uh, so I'm going to predict a one nothing Swansea win. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Okay, uh, Everton. So we bring, it brings us to the two Wednesday fixtures. Really a front-loaded fixture list this time. Uh, <laughs> so the two fixtures on Wednesday are Everton-Newcastle. The reason I'm keeping Lukaku, the reason I brought in Ross Barkley for this match. Yeah, you would believe that they're going to have a field day here. Uh, against Newcastle, though uh, though John Joe Shelby is their new field marshal, but Lukaku will score, and we know that they'll concede some goals as well. So let's now, go with the three two uh, Everton, or yeah, three yeah, two Everton win seems about right. We we still do owe a, a bunch of tacos to everybody uh, for what was the guarantee that you made? Yeah, I know. I I think I guaranteed that uh, Chelsea would keep a clean sheet at home to. Uh, 
to Newcastle. Is yeah, that right? Okay. So let's go double or nothing with those tacos. And okay. uh, we're guaranteeing that Romelu Lukaku would score a goal here. <laughs> All right. That sounds I, – I, I'll, I'll take that bet. Let's do it. Double or nothing. Everyone yeah, gets two tacos if we're wrong. Or you can upgrade to an enchilada. <laughs> One enchilada. Uh, final match of the game week, Watford hosting Chelsea. Pretty close to a pretty close to a pure watch as well, to be honest. Although, yeah. as you as you said, enough people own a Gallo that it, it takes it out of the equation a little bit. Yeah, but this should be a fun match. Uh, Watford has a lot to play for, as does Chelsea. Um, they're kind of neck and neck in the table as it is. Also, this watch is not purely pure because I I will be aggressively rooting against Chelsea in this match, and <laughs> really pulling for Watford. So, it for feels, any particular reason, I just screw Chelsea. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm sick of all. I, I, I like you know like it's just the same. I'm just sick of them. I, this is not like. I mean, they're they're you know like it's it's. I, I feel the same way about Chelsea today about my fantasy team this year. I'm just <laughs> I'm just sick of them. I, I want I want everyone gone. I want the season to be over. I want to start fresh next year. You know, it's just it's it's all all the badness has gone on for too long. And yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, there's, there's nothing. There's a, it's a dirty watch, Brandon. There's nothing pure about this watch. <laughs> it's a dirty watch. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah, I'll be I'll be pulling for Watford as well. And I really think that they can do it. They're playing at home. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's predict a two-one Watford win. Fantastic. I like it. All right, good. So we got through it pretty fast, I'd say. Not too bad. Not too Not bad. Too bad. I'm, I'm stopping the stopwatch right now. It's uh, a <laughs> little, not our longest. Not our longest. And uh, you sound better already. Maybe you talked yourself out of it. I do. All, all this talk about fantasy just makes me feel healthier, makes <laughs> me feel wiser, mm-hmm. makes me feel like a better person. Yep. Speaking of being a better person, I think you should all uh, subscribe to the Always Cheating Podcast on iTunes or find us on SoundCloud. And if, if you fancy it, please write us a review. That'd be great. Um, and you can also find us all over social media. Right, Josh? That's right. Uh, we're at Hail Cheaters uh, on Twitter. Uh, we're Facebook.com slash Always Cheating on Facebook. And uh, you can email us uh, at Hail Cheaters at gmail.com. Uh, fantastic. Well, uh, thanks for taking over hosting duties today, Josh. I'm, I'm going to uh, get yeah. myself well again for next week. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. Yeah, you still, it's a little rough, Brandon. Now, I guess we'll be podcasting similar time later in the week so we can take into account uh, the midweek fixtures. Yeah, I mean, we'll try to make it like a little like a 30 minute like game week preview, oh, you know, something a light, like that. A lightning pod. Yeah, a lightning pod. Uh, all right, Brandon. Well, uh, I have a couple things to say to you uh, that I've been that I wanted to get off my chest for a while now. Uh, oh, wow. Let's let's take it offline then. Yeah, uh, no, no. I, I want everyone to hear it, actually. Oh, OK. I'm listening. Uh, first thing is uh, praise Poku. Oh, hail Poku. Yeah. And uh, second thing is uh, hail cheaters. Uh, Poku forever. Talk to you <laughs> soon, Josh. Talk to you soon, Brennan. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.